0: Transport me. She's got so much crisp in her mouth. She's trying not Back to. Back to the era of the pombe, And I hope that you can't hear any squelching. It is kind of awful that we put him through this every time. <laughs> yeah. and he's it- told us that he has my phone via. called and also, <laughs> the only reason this happens is because Jelly one time did crisps. And then it was just like instantly a tradition that we had crisps in the did booth. Did we not have crisps in the booth before then? Never had them before. We never had any food in here. It was a complete novelty. We yeah. also started off daytimes then. We don't have Christmas daytime. True.
1: A is for anything, B for baby blue. C is classy, clams and clogs. D for doggy doo, that's two! E is easy, F for flange, G for gallon, H for ham, I for idiot. You're an idiot! I'm an idiot! J! K is kooky, L for lads, lager ladies, Love, lads lads, 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 M for mummy! And for knock knock, who's there? R, pee hoopy hoopy! Q, R, S, T, U for ugly, V for Venus, W for W, X is hard to comprehend, why can't I just reach the end? Z for zebras, zinc and zanies, baglioni, zip, zucchini, zoom, and zoom, and zippelin too! The alphabet is really cool!
2: so we're here we're here we made it
0: we're here we're queer not all of us live in the vida not all loca of us. we are here it's the final episode of the traitors of the traitors spoiler alert we all win we all win it's the it's, <laughs> it's the final episode of our first round of the alphabet indeed indeed operative word being first because in case there was any doubt fear amongst your gorgeous minds <laughs> <laughs> very convincing <laughs> that we might stop at the end of the alphabet that would be child's play would yeah. be childish childish so when this finishes we will go back to a we will
3: we're gonna be bigger and better yeah, if possible, Oof. then this round.
0: Also, I guess we should point out that some people might be surprised that this isn't a triple X episode. Yeah, true. That's rather true. Rather than we, we've opted to go X Y Z because, well, as I've discovered, because I'm doing X, there aren't that many
2: words beginning with X. No, and because we want to keep going around the alphabet for as long as we possibly can. Yeah, yeah it makes more sense to do it this way. Yeah, and how is everyone feeling? Good. All right, yeah. Heavy weekend, so I'm feeling a little bit... Yes. We had a heavy weekend together. We did. we did. I also still have this cough. 100 days cough. The famous cough. But I had started to think that because I had stopped smoking, because of the cough, that the cough that I now had was because I had stopped smoking, so then I smoked. But it turns out I was wrong. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's always good to check. It is, and I might check again. But it's, um, if there's any kind of... Like strange s- sounds of like carpet being ripped up, but it's probably just my chest whilst I breathe.
0: Okay. Well. Okay. Well, we're on a bit of a tight turnaround because Love Island are uh, needing to use the studio after us, and that's not a joke. Um, we are mixing with the stars these yeah. days, and without any further ado, I shall tell you about X-rated films. Ooh. Ooh. Jelly already looks uncontrollably pleasured. <laughs> no. You sitting on something <laughs> what were you about to say. <laughs> no, I shan't say it. <laughs> X-rated films, yes. So X-rated films are films that have adult content in them. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be of a sexually explicit nature. That could be of a graphically violent nature. I don't think there are any other particular natures that make something adult Besides violence and sex? Can you think of any?
3: No, no. Or like something really disturbing, like the human centipede. But I suppose
0: that's maybe coming under
3: violence. violence.
0: Yeah, yes. Very specific violence. I'm actually going to touch on the human centipede. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Um, So X rating just denotes adult content. Do they still do it? Well, so... X rating is no longer as far as i understand it is no longer officially a rating. I actually must just say first i will be talking predominantly about hollywood because hollywood. each country <laughs> each country has its own rating system oh. or the film boards of each country has a rating system. So it could be an X rated here but not in
3: America. Yeah it's a, possible an that
0: X rating is still a thing there are different x ratings around the world but girls. are they, um, sorry you. <laughs>
2: no, no, no. <laughs> you're not sorry <laughs> around
0: the world um are they, do they are they still rating your 12s and your 15s in the uk yes but they have a different system in america which i shall tell you about now so this all originated in the 60s when censorship was i suppose censorship's been been here as as long as As long as man has been here, (laughs) in various forms, you know, uh, people were censoring books and plays before films were ever a concept. But in the sixties, the MPAA, which is the Movie Picture Association of America, Mm -hmm. kind of feeling like the industry was under pressure, threatened by censorship from government officials and also religious leaders, decided that they would self. Regulate. They would monitor themselves and create this rating system so that it enabled filmmakers to have a bit more creative freedom. If you said this will be for 18-year-olds and over, then you can be a little bit more experimental with your sex scenes than it is for your PGs. So the rating that they came up with, the system, in 1968, you have your G, that's general release, Oh, do they still have G now? Yeah, I didn't realize this. I thought everywhere was cuz in the UK we've got 12, yeah. oh U PG 12. Oh yeah, UPG. <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing. We got U, we got P, we got PG, we got 12, we got 12A. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we've got 15 and we've got 18. Yeah. Whereas in America, so in 1968 they introduced G, which is general release. M, which later became PG and that is mature audiences, which I think is misleading because mature implies adults to yeah, me. Yeah, like mature but students. It's yeah. PG. And what is PG? Parental guidance. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but wouldn't you think that parental guidance would be above 12? Perhaps not. No. 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 Okay, fine, fine, fine. Well, um, I digress. Because 12A is, you bring along an adult.
2: Yeah, so that's parental that's guidance. That's PG, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So this is America. This is America. G, general. <laughs> M, mature. I wish R, you could see it, ladies and gents. R, and restricted. Everything. You know, when oh. you hear things are rated R. Yeah, R like rated. R rated. Oh, yeah. I never knew what that was. I it's, thought that was the same as X rated. No, R is for 16s. So weird that in in the UK we have 15, but in America it's sixteen. And then they had the X rating, and that was for... Rate- so no 18 in America, just straight from R to X. Yeah, and X is essentially what is now 18. But in America, confusingly, they call that NC-17, and it just means no one under 18.
1: What? It's very confusing. Stupid. That is <laughs> So
0: stupid. stupid. <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> so- <laughs> they have the X rating, and... This all works kind of well for a while this system or that they've established surprisingly and it works it works surprisingly <laughs> well um, you have big name movies were rated X such as Clockwork Orange, Midnight Cowboy, which was the first and only X-rated in the sense that X-rating still existed, um, Film to win Best Picture at the Oscars. That was very confusing <laughs> sentence. I might say that again. I don't understand it. Midnight Cowboy was the only X-rated film that ever won Best Picture at the Oscars. Ever. Ever. Still. That can't be true. It can't now be... But <laughs> <laughs> I think because X-rating no longer exists, so... Okay. Things yeah. would now be an eighteen or an NC seventeen. So probably loads of those have won Oscars. I see. But in terms of something that came out and was literally X rated with that old system of ratings, Midnight Cowboy, one best picture okay. at the Oscars in the time. It think it was made in nineteen sixty nine and it was X rated. <laughs> so, um yeah, Clockwork Orange, Last Tango in Paris. So there were some some big important movies from that time, which were X-rated. And so that was a positive thing because these filmmakers were pushing boundaries and it was all kind of kosher because there was this new system. However, they made a mistake because they trademarked G, M rating and R rating. But for some reason, and I do not know what the reason is, they did not trademark X. And so... Porn makers ah. started, adopted it to put on their, you know, whatever it was at the time, video <laughs> porn makers, VH, yes, on their VHS boxes or or just at the at the movie theaters. And then because it hadn't been trademarked, it became more and more associated with pornography. And then they started putting double X on things and triple X, and X came to denote like the Sexy. kind of naughty, the naughtiness. Level. I do think that. When I think about X-rated in my head. Yeah. Mm. So at that point, and this would have been, I guess, in the 70s, they scrapped the X-rating and introduced the NC-17, which, as we've established, is an extremely confusing term for what actually means 18. It sounds like a boy band. It does. And so that's the history of the X-rating, which... uh... I thought was kind interesting. Yes, me yes, too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, of course, while the rating itself no longer is present in cinema, it doesn't mean that the content has gone away. That's very true. It really. just means that it's in a different guise. And surely people are still, you know, porn makers are still using
2: X. I feel X like rated? you see X all yeah. over the place, strewn across
0: the floor.
3: Psychologically, do you think it makes more people want to watch it? Not me.
0: Yeah. Well, well, you're talking because you don't like horror. Or sex. <laughs> um, you love sex. Really? Um, no, I just don't <laughs> like violence. Okay, but...
2: Or sexual violence.
0: No. Well, speaking of sexual violence, I must just... I want to just talk a few key things about Clockwork Orange, which interested me. So it, when that came out in the US, it was given an X rating. <laughs> but then... Because I think Kubrick wanted it to have to be seen by more people. They edited one of the very sexually explicit scenes, and it got re-rated as an R. So oh, people, right. I guess, oh, but film, to bring film, down the rating. Yeah, filmmakers would yeah. amend certain things, or in certain countries, it would be, it would be edited to make sure that it could be released in that country. In Britain, it was withdrawn from release. I think over a year after it came out because of some alleged copycat crimes Um, one of which was a 14 year old boy who was accused of manslaughter of someone in his class and there was another one that was a murder of an elderly vagrant by a 16 year old boy and then there was something else with a horrible rape case and all of these things were considered by the courts at the time to be very much influenced by that film.
3: Ugh. Um but you so, sort of forget how much film can as in uh, when I think about being younger and having such visceral responses now I'm old and haggard it's you sort of forget that it can be that or vivid. we're
0: desensitized to it or
3: we are de- yeah much more likely
0: I feel more sensitive stressful. to stuff now than I did when I was younger but Stanley Kubrick said so, yeah, it was pulled from release in the UK and it only came back out here or became available to buy after he died, which was in, I think, 1999. But he kind of vehemently denied that there was... that you you could accuse the film of having influenced these people and he believed that people cannot be made to do things that are at odds with their nature and kind of distance himself from that. But I don't know. What do you think about that? I feel like, obviously... You can't make someone a psychopath with nasty instincts, but you can definitely inspire them and yeah. ima- imagery and things. Definitely. Can... Especially if you're already vulnerable in ways. Yeah, I yeah. think the, na-
2: the nature would... You can't give someone their nature, but you can certainly um, put ideas in their head that weren't there before.
0: Yeah, and that's why I wanted to mention Human Centipede. Oh. Because <laughs> I've, ne- I've still I never watched it. it. No I just either. cannot watch that I film. watched the
2: trailer when I had my bad knee and I was lying on my bed and I watched the trailer and I thought I was going to be sick all over the corridor of um, the Ugh. place I was lodging because I couldn't get to the loo quick enough because of my knee. Luckily I didn't actually throw up but I did think I was going to because oh. it was so upsetting. Yeah, H- Harry, who is a real, f- he loves a
3: horror movie. Like Your brother. My m- m- brother watched it and then I we were talking about it and he was like, honestly, just just don't watch it because once you've seen it, you just can't unsee it. Like there's nothing you can do to get it Horrible. out of your head and normally he's very much like encouraging me to watch spooky films <laughs>
0: I mean for those listeners those lucky listeners who don't know what it's about I'm going to ruin your life and tell you um, it's about a group of youngsters who uh, come amuck when they accidentally end up at a scientist's house who is breaking boundaries by creating a human centipede by sewing people's mouths to the person in front of them's asshole. Correct, and I don't know how many people are in this centipede. I think it's three. It changes at each film, though.
2: To start
1: it?
0: with, yeah. The second one he makes a circle, doesn't
1: he? Oh. oh,
2: and then the third one is in a prison. But how do you and feed a, cop- a circle? It's a copycat.
0: Yeah, exactly. In the third one, isn't it? It's, it's, I thought the second one wasn't. Oh, maybe it's the second one. The second one. one is about a man who watches the first one and then creates a. Wait, did centipede. you say how do you make a circle? How do you feed a circle? Oh, well, they're feeding themselves.
2: Surely, but there's a limit. The like you can't eat poo forever. Well, that's why they. all I die. mean, it's it's the same. It's you know, it's not going anywhere else. You're putting a certain amount of like physical matter into something. It's just going to keep going round. No, but until you die of infection. Oh yeah, which <laughs> happens instantly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you could maybe survive what like two days. Has anyone given it the also, kind what about of... when you're sleeping? How do they sleep? Oh, I honestly, oh, it's, it's the ha- horrible. Like, the... The
3: director and story writer who worked together and came up with it just should be in jail.
0: Should
3: be Where, ashamed of themselves. Why
0: does your brain? How does it go there? Yeah. Why? Why would you want to make that? And why would you want to watch it? And Harry? why would you want to be? Yeah. No, no. But
3: he. I think he. He. He really wished that he hadn't.
1: Yeah.
0: But that's uh, something. What,
3: what, 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 no, no. You go.
0: I just was thinking. <laughs> I was really thinking about how adolescence. Adolescence is a time when people were watching stuff to kind of show off. It was like, how hard are you? What can you watch? And I definitely felt that to an extent with less horror films because I really was just too scared. But things that were violent, like I went through a big Quentin Tarantino phase as a teenager, partly because I liked the films at the time and now find them like horrible to watch because I've become very sensitive with age. But... I think that there was also a thing that I felt it was impressive to watch something that was a bit extreme or yeah. a bit violent. Yeah, 100%. I will say f- a very
3: brief tangent. Uh-oh. But, uh oh. But as you both know, I've been on a bit of a Twilight Marathon in the last <laughs> 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Just bit, a, bit. a bit. Charcuterie. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Bella's pregnant. Oh. she looks horrific that whole oh, yeah. era of her being because she because the baby's like sucking. Yeah. oh i'm her. familiar oh i found that really hard to watch actually at one o'clock in the morning <laughs> 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 on a come down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is. She, that bit that really freaked me out and i don't remember sort of maybe to your point about being more sensitive now i don't remember feeling that like
0: I didn't even remember that being a scene that stuck out mm. and I, know, she, I, I recently awful. watched that as well and I was rather shaken by it too I was shaken I think I, I was more shaken by is it the film
3: after when oh the- don't I've still got that one to watch oh yeah and I, I can't remember anything that happened so don't, oh, don't. I'm, I'm you not No, right now okay enough <laughs> on Twilight back
0: to reality what was I saying sorry I'd- oh just the, uh, just the whole thing of films influencing people and inspiring them i think that they do i don't think stanley kubrick is to blame for some young boys having committed murders but i think that anyone creating anything needs to be aware that their content is being consumed definitely and it doesn't mean they're responsible for what happens after but it's just something to think about isn't it
2: what you want to put out in the world what you want to
0: put out in the world I Um, wore a shirt over a roll neck for years
3: after I watched "Call Me By Your Name."
0: (laughs) 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 And I don't like roll necks; they make me
3: feel like I'm being choked.
0: So, oh jelly! Yeah, I wanted to touch on real sex in films, Mm. um, in mainstream films, and I didn't know this, but did you know that Mark Rylance received a real blowy? In a 2001 film called Intimacy. No. No. And it's very sad. He really regrets it and feels... Uh, But hang on, at what point does it then become pornographic? Well, yeah, this is my question. Because do you remember that Lars von Trier film, Nymphomaniac? Yeah. Nymphomaniac, which came out. 2013 yeah um, all the sex and that was real and I just I just read that Shia LaBeouf's audition for that film was he just sent in a sex tape of him and his girlfriend (gasps) with her consent or without I hope so because it's on a Wikipedia I did not (laughs) know that that
2: was all real
0: there may be some of the sex in it isn't real but I think all of Shia LaBeouf's sex in it is definitely real and he's the protagonist I don't want
2: to watch him actually having sex
0: no, I know. That's what I think is a bit no, I gross. feel a bit icked out that I got tricked it's into watching, watching porn. Tricked. Yeah. Sorry, oh. Gina, what were you saying about Mark Rylance? So Mark Rylance have, had received fellatio in a 2001 film called Intimacy. And it was a film about, I think he was playing a bartender who was, who had like a regular kind of sexual interaction with this woman that he doesn't really know. And in the film, she... I'll say it again, she performs fellatio. And he feels (laughs) uh, like a lot of regret about this and says that he just felt really pressured by the director at the time to do it. But it's not something that he would have done if he had more kind of confidence in his his position in the industry. Also, sorry, but like, it's called acting. That's what I think. Like, that's literally your job, is Mm. to act. Yeah. But I think uh, you can see how it happens two actors that they get persuaded to oh, do yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel it's really, that's what's so unfair about it, is yeah. you kind of get someone in a position where they feel like they just can't say no and actually like as if it's somehow more artistic to do this thing. But it's not like when you do violent scenes in a film. You're actually killing you're people. You're actually killing people. It just yeah. seems like a really weird, mm. um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just See. Extra. Yeah, it's very extra. Very extra. And speaking of extra, um, that's why I wanted to talk about Blue as the Warmest Colour a little bit because while that wasn't unsimulated sex and therefore it was simulated, <laughs> <laughs> while that was acting, there's that very famous six-minute sex scene. I think it's which, eight. Eight. <laughs> so, By not, my Not that you're clock. counting. <laughs> um. But apparently that took 10 days to film that <gasps> scene. Yeah, and the director was not very nice. No, and they both both those actresses have said that they, they felt like prostitutes during that filming. Mm. And I love that film. I think it's amazing. And when I first saw it in the cinema, I was like, wow, how crazy, this huge long sex scene. But the more time that passes and the more I read about how they felt about it Mm. I just feel like what was that about was it necessary what do you guys think I don't
2: think it's what makes the film an amazing film I don't think it's had to be so long I think also when I watch it I can feel a man directing it Mm. with some of the way with the ways that they're behaving and then then when you hear about how they were treated i also swear that earlier on in the film when you see adele having sex with her boyfriend who is well, was certainly at that time her actual boyfriend in real life i'm pretty damn sure you can see his peen in, in her regime well maybe <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure i feel like i did rewind it a couple of times to try and make sure
0: <laughs> i feel like i freeze-framed that one and <laughs> i've zo- actually got zoomed a in s- and...
2: screenshot on the wall <laughs>
0: No, I I swear I was like I watched it. And I was like I'm pretty
2: sure they were actually having sex. Mm.
0: Well, that that could be true because everything. I mean, I don't know if it's true, but the the other thing was apparently every time there was wine in that film, he had the actors actually drinking wine. And there was one scene with um, what's Lea Seydoux's character called? Emma. Yeah. Her father or stepfather in the film. Apparently, there was a scene they were filming where he was so drunk that he just was speaking in a way that they couldn't use it. So, it was just cut out. Or...
3: And and weren't didn't they have to eat all the weren't all the food scenes so he he normally have like a spit bucket or something mm. where And I I think maybe he made them eat all the food as well in multiple. From different
0: from takes. Ev- from what I read, it sounds like everything that happened was kind of he wanted ever. So that's probably true. Yeah. Um, that would be horrible oh god all that spaghetti yeah take after take after take of eating yeah and then the weird the, the kind of gross thing is which I feel is quite gaslighty is that in light of what the actresses said about their experience making it and also they weren't completely shitting on the film they were like this is a great film and we yeah. signed up for it and it's made and we're happy it's a good film but you know it was really intense as well. And he was like, Oh, I just it just shouldn't be released then. It's been sullied now by everything they've said about it. Oh God, don't get your knickers in a twist for God's sake. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh. I just wanted to say one last thing that I found surprise not surprising but interesting was there was this um academic called Linda Williams who wrote a book called Screening Sex, which was all about how sex is represented on screen. And she did this survey to find out what people considered to be the sexiest screen kiss of all time. And the top three screen kisses, one of them was Casablanca. One of them was oh, Gone with the Wind. I've never seen it. <laughs> I don't know. And another one. Oh, with and, the wind. and they all had a backdrop of war or imminent danger. And basically in a lot of X-rated uh, films where there's sexually explicit content, there's a very nearby danger aspect interesting so they seem to be inextricably linked (laughs) at least for pervy male white filmmakers (laughs) yeah (laughs) and Mm, um, so yeah that's it I don't really know if that was about X rating entirely oh it was lovely I very much enjoyed all right
2: let's talk about the Yeti Yeti what do you all think of when I say Yeti? I'm ashamed to say I picture a Highland cow.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's not what I was expecting. I definitely picture someone on two legs. Yeah. Big, shaggy, long head, black eyes. What colour? Sort of beigey,
0: mm.
3: walking through the snow. Like a custody
0: colour. Yeah. Uh, a bit more. Maybe more beigey. More beigey. Definitely. Cappuccino, stone. Stone. A crew. A, a crew, crew. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. kind of it. <laughs> okay. What, but, just to say I kind of thought Yetis were real. Hey. We're gonna go. There, okay. So. okay. okay. So
3: Are you, you still picturing on? a Highland cow?
0: Kind of. Okay. So you think a Yeti is a Highland cow? I don't I hadn't given it too much thought. I mean I know it's not a Highland cow because a Highland cow is a Highland cow, but Are you thinking of a yak?
2: Ah uh, Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. That'll so be it. now that
2: you're it's not a yak. Do you know what we're talking about with yetis? Bigfoot. Well, yeah. no. Bigfoot is in North America, but similar energy. Okay. Please tell me. So the beiginess, that's basically, it turned into the abominable snowman, which was actually a mistranslation a long time ago by a journalist in, I think, around the 50s. And that all got razzed up into this kind of like snowy monster that lives in the mountains and okay. it was used to sell a lot of papers and like stories and all this kind of stuff that's not actually what the yeti by true sherpa folklore is so get that out of your heads not that either of you said it well, i did say snow you did no it is it, i mean it's hanging out in the snow okay because it's in the himalayas oh. in the himalayas not the highlands <clears throat> not the no. highlands it doesn't have horns okay or stand on four legs with little trottery things hooves Hooves. <laughs> so, basically, yes, the Yeti has been an integral part of Sherpa and Tibetan myth and religion. And according to Sherpa legend, they are the children of a Tibetan girl and a large ape. Ooh. But there's a lot of that this is like kind of folk, the folklore aspects. And Yeti is apparently from the Sherpa language, which is ya and te, which means rock animal. And they believe that the feet of the Yeti actually point backwards to allow it to walk uphill more easily. Which I'm stumped on that
0: one. Would that mm. make it easier? Not for me. <laughs> Why not for <laughs> you? Well, if I tried to walk uphill with my feet put on the wrong way around, I think I'd find that quite a struggle. I think I'd fall over, forward a lot. But if you were born with your feet back to front? I get, actually, I can see kind of how this might work because they're sloping down the mountain. So it's yeah. less resistance. You can just sort of slide them up without knocking your toes on things. You're dragging your toes rather than allowing your toes to trip on bits of knobbly bits bobs. knobbly bits. Your little knobbly bits.
3: Yeah. So your heels first. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Wheels up. But I feel-, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it'd be, if you did, there's nothing to stop you from tripping forward. And you can trip forward uphill. Yeah. Yes. So it's basically, it's, been described as more ape like rather than bear like. It's got long arms, a powerful torso, a conical head, and a body covered in long brown or reddish hair. But it's quite dark, but you weren't far off with your description, Jelly.
3: Well you maybe Oh no, you <laughs> said custard.
2: Yeah. I thought also, it was a She thought it was a yak. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gina, not you. It has um a hairless face with a flat nose, um so more like a primate. Um, rather than a kind of muzzle, mm. and they apparently release a sound that is almost like a whistle. Well, I'm imagining a kettle boiling. I don't mm, know why. Yeah,
3: that's nice. I like that. Yeah, sounds <laughs> quite a nice idea in in the <laughs> middle of a blizzard. Yeah. yeah, although spooky if they're not nice and you just hear the. Well, yes. towards you. yeah. Um,
2: I imagine them in my head. They're quite friendly, but I wonder if now. Nah, there's there. there's opposing stories about that. Okay, um, they're very progressive. Females are the leaders of yeti groups. Excellent. Now. Get this. Yeti females are known for their pendulous breasts.
3: (laughs) I can not even get it out. Look on your
2: face. Pendulous breasts, which hang down below their waists. If they need to run, they can throw them over their shoulders. No, 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 no. Yes. And in fact, Sherpas advise um, to outrun a yeti, you go downhill because if the yeti is female, her breasts will fall from her shoulders, slowing her down. And if it's a male... The downhill direction will force his brow of long hair to fall in front of his eyes, blocking his view and allowing you to escape.
0: So, uh, I'm picturing hairless
2: breasts. No, they didn't mention the breasts. (laughs) Okay.
0: God, that's really I'm going to say hairy breasts. I was just thinking, if they're hairy, then it's just like they've got two scarves hanging down (laughs) their front. No, because a scarf
2: isn't a flesh-filled milk thing.
0: <laughs> what? Scarves don't
2: have nipples.
3: Why yeah. would they have such long Tatooines? Yeah, what's what's is there any benefit to that?
2: I don't know. Maybe they can wear them like scarves. It's cold. That's they're what in the I was thinking. They throw them over their shoulders, left and right. Yeah, maybe their oh, so, offspring is of very sinister. very small. I think it is spooky. I once had a dream about Patty Smith. breastfeeding me with a pendulous breast
0: I think you mentioned that last time it was incredibly
2: traumatic
3: although Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not that far off a pendulous breast you don't have pendulous breasts no I don't have pendulous breasts
0: you've never revealed your breasts to me so I simply cannot comment (laughs) to be fair I haven't seen them out of bra no but you'd know I think (laughs) ka-plunk
3: ka-plunk (laughs) ka-plunk I Um, get into bed
2: every night yeah they roll down no, we've shared enough hotel rooms for me to know that your no, breasts no, aren't I, pendulous. I, I, I'm not anywhere near pendulous. Mm-mm. Stunning. Thank more you. More like. Anyway, <laughs> we can probably cut all that. <laughs> no, we will not. Absolutely not. They have a vile, not your breasts, a vile pungent odor. <laughs> <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> Again, I haven't actually sniffed them. <laughs> you can if you want. Thanks. I had a shower on my way. Okay.
3: On my way before I came. Okay, now is this Yeti
2: Yeti breasts or Yeti? Just a yet, just Yeti. The vile Yeti, pun- I guess, is the plural. The breast is Yeti <laughs> to come. Yeti have a vile <laughs> Yeti have a vile pungent odor, and according to local superstitions, they have supernatural powers. Ooh, what? Like what? Apparently, they have um, magical blood, and the people try and hunt them down to get their blood. Obviously, that they're not very effective at being hunted. Sorry. Maybe their pendulous breasts are supernatural.
3: What are they? Possess powers? Yeah. Or they like shoot things.
0: <laughs> I just wanted to ask. Yes. I you, I know you might be getting there, but I'm still confused. Are we talking about a real thing? <laughs> are we talking about a Highland cow? <laughs> it's it's a myth, it's a mystery. Okay. But so this
2: I this is off the back of like Sherpa yeah. folklore. But
0: this is the most generally accepted version of Yeti what the, but there might be people that have a completely different picture of them for example some people might consider that they might be more of a Highland cow <laughs>
2: okay I think Highland cow <laughs> is a stretch
0: there are opposing things that
2: they're very small right. fringed Claudia Winkleman, <laughs> <laughs> wee Winnie Winkleman running around and but they're very very strong. So there are a few there's like different but I'll get I have a closing part aspect to that. Okay. From an explorer who has a theory as to the the different the differing yeti yeti descriptions. But yeah, so this is the je- this is the wide the wide um sort of opinion of what a yeti is or might be. Apparently if you see them it brings you bad luck. Uh-huh. Um and they might eat you. Maybe that's the bad luck. Well, yes, that's true. Once you see them. Yeah. Yeah. Not if you run downhill, though. Exactly. And their breasts trip them up. Um.
0: (laughs) 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 It's such an incredible fantasy to have about a scary creature. (laughs) Yeah. But don't worry. Their tits are so big. They'll trip up if they chase you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's really just... I kind of love it. Yeah. But I have such a strong image in my head right yeah, now. Yeah, me too. So and it's very I. scary. Yeah. It's,
0: for me, it's also in slow
2: motion. <laughs> oh, also, for press. some reason, I'm topless as well in mine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm running up, uphill. Um, <laughs> like a zigzag chase scene across an entire mountain. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically...
2: Initially, I think it would, they were thought to be like a fictional thing to kind of keep children from roaming along the mountains and things like that. Um, or they were quite linked into sort of more like ancient folklore about gods and things. Um, but about 350 years ago, so supposedly this holy man named Sangwar Doye took up residence in a cave which had a clear view of Everest and he was there just to meditate and he wanted to be alone, which is quite common. You get like mountain hermits, which is also... Some people think that yetis are maybe just mountain hermits who are coming to collect bits and bobs off the hillside, flapping their breasts around. <laughs> um, and basically he was there alone meditating and these friendly yetis brought him f- food, water and fuel. Aww. And when one of the yetis died, this man kept its scalp and its hand as a reminder of the creature's kindness and he took them to a temple and these yeti relics became a a big attraction to the temple but i'm pretty sure it's these relics they they actually managed to like take them away for scientific testing at one point and it, none of it was true what were they one of them was goat the the scalp was like a goat skin and the hand was just a human hand
0: nice Ew. that he killed someone and told himself that story
2: no he didn't kill the yeti
0: <laughs> no the, where did he get the hand
2: from Excellent point. <laughs> Maybe the yeti killed someone. I gave it to him.
0: These kindly creatures have helped me.
2: Yeah, I'm not that. I'm not mad. Convinced on that one. Mm. So there's some very very famous photographs of yeti tracks on the mountainside by British mountaineers Eric Shipton and Michael Ward from 1951, um, and it was about an altitude of 20,000 feet. And these prints, each print was 13 inches wide and 18 inches long. Ooh, Big, 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 big. Maybe
3: that was just the imprint of their breast.
2: <laughs> well, like... it still proves it exists. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In front of each <laughs> footprint was two scooped out spheres. <laughs> um, That's just the the like a, dra- a, dragging, a dragging line across. And yeah, so the tracks seemed very fresh and they followed the trail for a mile before it disappeared into hard ice. And scientists who looked at the pictures said they couldn't identify the tracks as any known creatures footprints wow some people thought that maybe it was a uh, there's a certain kind of monkey or a red bear but also when tracks are in snow the sun can melt the snow and it makes things appear much larger as they melt away it will melt from like the hole outwards so it will look a lot bigger but even with that said that the bear slash monkey theory is unlikely because they walk on all fours and these were like biped marks Mm. And also Shipton and Ward both had, like, fantastic reputations. So it's very unlikely they were trying to hoax anyone And because it was so high up. It's also very unlikely that someone was hoaxing them. So that's a um a spooky one. And yeah, those they pictures recently sold for £5,500. Wow. And then, OK, so so Edmund Hillary, he's, he was, I think, the, one of the first people to climb Everest with his Sherpa and maybe a couple of other people. So, Edmund Hurley found a tuft of black hair at nineteen thousand feet, um, but his Sherpas all were like, "That's that's Yeti hair." So they made him destroy it because it was really bad luck. So that's
0: when, what we'll never year was know that? about
2: that. Oh, you know what? I don't know, but he did. He was on an exp- expedition to find the Yeti in nineteen sixty, so it was okay. probably around then. Oh, so he went deliberately to find the Yeti. Yeah, I think the Daily Mail actually funded it. Wow! wow. So something they would still do. Yeah, 100%. yeah. <laughs> they haven't changed. Wow. Um, yeah, Yeti mania, really. Mm. Is what we'll call it. Yeah, everyone was very keen on finding the yeti. People really still are as well. Like it's a big thing. And yes, he went and I think he he got the scalp that I was talking about earlier, which was then declared a fake, and did lots of research into those things. But then in 1974, a uh, Sherpa girl, age 19, was grazing her yaks. Hello, hello. hello. Uh, when a yeti attacked, <gasps> um, killing all five animals by smashing their heads in. And she screamed when the yeti knocked her unconscious. And then when she awoke, awoke, she described the attacker to the authorities as one point five meters high, which isn't very tall, with black hair, backwards pointing fingers, and it ran away on all fours. Sounds, sounds like, like a bear me. to me. <laughs> sounds like Gina Miller to me. Um, <laughs> backwards pointing fingers. Yeah, Well that would be like the backwards pointing feet, I suppose, if it was going on all fours. But yetis aren't supposed to do that. Oh yeah. But they followed a series of tracks to a cave and they found the bodies of the five yaks. So that that sounds pretty bearish. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you know it's something big because it's killed some yaks and smashed their heads in, which sounds pretty intense. It's very intense. Yeah, exactly. But also, bears do sort of walk with their.
2: With freak. And they've got quite freaky little hands. And they do
0: have really long tits. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) There was also another one from 1977. But also, I have a high. It does bring in a lot of tourism. The Yeti hunting, I'm right. just going to say. Um, and Nepal, uh, Nepali, is it ne- Nepali? Yeah, I think so, Nepali? Yeah, Nepali. Newspaper in 1977 ran a story recounting a Yeti yeti kidnapping where a male villager got taken um, and he appeared three years later and said that he'd had sexual intercourse with a female Yeti and that they had twins, um, that she longed for her human love and tried in vain to kidnap him on many occasions and then got so angry she killed her daughter in a rage but her half-human, half-yeti son remained in the village where his descendants can be spotted even today.
0: Wow. Yeah. But then I feel like we'd have seen that. That sounds like a really convenient cover-up for a man who just went away to have an affair with yeah, a while. Yeah, the big yeah. hairy long titted woman. With a Highland horse. <laughs> Cow. <laughs> with a Highland horse. And that was the way he got away with it because his wife was a huge Yeti hunter and he was like, I found the Yeti.
2: <laughs> yeah, that one's a bit iffy as well. I mean they all are. Mm. Let's face facts. But the tracks the tracks in the pictures. Yeah. Is a funky one. No, so there was a, a um explorer called Desmond Doig. Dora. <laughs> They're called Dora. Um who was... I think he was friends with Hillary, who was... Edmund Hillary. And I just for Elliot. a
0: minute so what you talking about Clinton, then I remembered. No, no. <laughs> um,
2: so he has a theory, because of the different sightings and the different theories about the site, like the height and everything, that there are three different creatures... And there's one that's like these large, shaggy animals that often attack cattle. And he thinks it's a, probably a Tibetan blue bear, which is so rare. So we only know about the blue bear because of um, some skins, bones and a skull that's been found. They've never actually been seen. Um, wow, amazing. Yeah, very cool. But we know that that exists. Yeah, because yeah. of just like um, the genetics and stuff you can get from bones and things. The second type called Thelma um, is a... He <laughs> but thinks, where's Louise? <laughs> it's probably um, a gibbon. <gasps> that may live as far north as Nepal but they've actually never been s- spotted past the river in India but he just has a theory that this the little one with the, hair, the little hairy head is probably oh, yeah. a gibbon but then the third one he thinks this actually is the Yeti and it's a giant ape covered with black or red hair and it lives at altitudes up to 20,000 feet. Um, wow. Yeah, so because the, the idea is that they live in the kind of woodlands but they will travel up over and about and basically he made the point after they came back from that exhibition and everyone was like well yetis don't exist because we didn't see one and he was like i didn't see a snow leopard Mm. Mm. so there you go (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) although some people have seen a snow leopard that's true that's very true but maybe a, a singular exhibition also it's so vast yeah we're talking like Huge and like unexplored areas of the Earth here because it's so inhospitable for people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you, there is a wide potential that there are things and probably many species living yeah. in there that we don't know about, especially if they've been like whittled down to only having about thirty of them. Mm-hmm. Which I think is it's about twenty or thirty is the minimum population that you can have for it to still be able to exist. Right. Got to learn a lot today. Um,
0: <laughs> that but, is a cool fact.
2: Yes, but also there are. Polar bears and brown bears, the the Yeti belt, the world's Yeti belt, which I think there's also been some chat about Siberia in there as well. But you know that thing sometimes when um, different species of the same animal breed, like a liger, like a liger, they can have a genetic mutation, and so ligers are absolutely massive. And there's a kind of bear as well that's absolutely huge because oh, it's wow. a, it's a mixture of different bears. It could be that they are like a, a regular bear that's a hybrid and that's just, they're just huge. Because yeah. bears do... I mean, a bear's not going to spend most of its time walking on its hind legs, but they. if you were spotting something far off in the snow and it was standing on its back legs, you'd probably think it was something super freaky. Yeah, and maybe it's mutated to, to stand on its hind legs. Yeah, and it's like and it's all the kind of like cattle killing and stuff like that, something giant running around. Mm. So that's a potential theory. But... Also, there did used to be a giant ape that roamed around the Himalayas. Um, There's fossil evidence to prove it. And it was nine foot tall.
1: Whoa. And
2: called a gigantopithecus. So maybe it's just not extinct. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and its closest known living relative is the orangutan, and I actually think that if you imagine that owning uh, an orangutan at nine foot, you're, you're thinking of even yeah. the pendulous tattooines Exactly. Oh, very good point, Gina. The, well,
3: wait we, a minute, Orangutans don't have pendulous tits. Oh, they do. do. Somewhat pendulous. They are quite pendulous. Say. Are they? Yeah.
0: So They're, maybe magnified by I another nine feet. Why I asked if they were hairy or hairless because I was kind of picturing a kind of fleshy breast. Yeah yeah that it makes a lot of sense,
2: and Sir David Attenborough oh he says that he, friend, thinks, he says that he's he's not entirely convinced that the yeti doesn't exist, and if he was once asked out of all of the kind of strange theories what he thinks could maybe exist on the planet, and he said the yeti, and he would say that it's it's just not crazy that we wouldn't have a descendant or that these creatures might have carried on and we wouldn't we wouldn't know that they were still there because it is just such a vast mm. space for them to be inhabiting.
0: Wow. I mean if David said that yeah I'm happy. It's pretty cool.
2: David
0: pretty cool. Yeah. Um so
2: basically yeah there's no actual firm evidence to support the existence of the Yeti apart from like people saying they've seen things and like tracks and the odd bits and bobs of stuff, but there's also no way to say that it doesn't exist. Love that. Yeah, so, very exciting. Yeah. We might see the Yeti emerging in the next few years. But I kind of like that it's a mystery.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And I like the idea that there are these parts of the planet that are unreachable to us. Yeah,
1: um, there are still too, pockets.
3: Yeah. Well, should I? Yay! I think you must. Okay. But Gina, you
0: did a classics degree. <laughs> It was classical studies which makes me it, it's it's the cheap version of classics. What's cheap about it? Well so in classics you study in the original language. So you read Greek and Latin. Oh wow and you read the texts in those languages. Whereas in classical studies you might do Latin, which I did do, but you don't you're not reading Virgil in Latin. Right, yeah. You are just doing latin on the side but if you're doing literature you'll read it in english translation got it so i'm not that brainy
1: (laughs) i'm
0: stupid you're stupid stupid well
3: i'm pretty stupid too and most of the facts that i got about zeus were off a website called ancient greece for kids
1: (laughs) (laughs) so excellent
3: bear with me but i i knew like shockingly little about him and i really don't go into much detail here but um what do you think of? When I say Zeus to you two, what are you where are you going? Pex. Yeah. Beard. Beard. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. <laughs> Very good, Marika. Sky. Very good, Gina. Olympus. Very good. Very good. Hercules. Very good. Um, Hera. Very good. I think
0: also of Achilles. No. Yes! <laughs>
1: Isn't he? Oh, no,
0: I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm thinking Venus. Ooh. Venus? Tell tell me, because I don't know. Who was born out of the sperm of Zeus dropping into the ocean or something like that. Oh, well, that did Eww. not come up. Sorry. She came <laughs> out of his testicles or something. Yeah, that rings a bell. Eww. It's something to do with the Rang testicles and the ocean. Anyway, that's Venus. And then Venus is Achilles' mum. Oh, that's where you were going. That's where it- so he is Achilles' grandpa. I didn't. He's got lots of kids. though. Oh yeah, he's yeah. Been his... He's
3: and he's got some big hitters amongst his offspring, which we'll come to. Big names that you that you'll know. And his brother you know, is Hades. Gigi Hadid. Yeah. Gosh, Bella Hadid. knows a lot. Bella Hadid. <laughs> Gigi Hadid. Kim K. <laughs> K- Chloe K. Kendall. <laughs> Kendall. K- J. <laughs> J- J. <laughs> none none as big names as that, obviously, but um so where are we going to learn about Zeus? We're going all the way back to Ancient Greece. Ancient Greece. <laughs> Old Greece. And as you as you both know, the ancient Greeks practiced a polytheistic religion, which means they worship many different gods. Goddesses and supernatural creatures. Top, 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 top dog, Zeus. Zeus. Can anyone tell me what the Roman equivalent of Zeus was? Is Apollo? No, no, no that's
0: war. It's uh, Mars? No, no, I can't Jupiter, Jupiter. yes, Jupiter! Jupiter, very good, Marie. Very good, very good,
3: very good. <laughs> Confusing that they all have their own, that the Romans then come along and come along. Yeah. There's all the planets though, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, but Boring. So, so was Venus Roman?
0: No, Venus is
3: Roman, yeah. Is Roman. so Aphrodite. Well, yeah,
0: Her- oh, God, yeah. Yes, Aphrodite. Oh, I do
3: apologise. You're talking about Hera? No, so then you're right. Yes, you're right on Aphrodite is a child of Zeus.
2: Yeah, from the sperm in the sea. But... Yeah. but
3: Sorry, yes. You confused me by saying Venus because obviously I've only been looking at the Greeks.
1: The right. kids.
3: <laughs> the kids. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yes. Okay, great. We're off to a roaring star. So we got Zeus as king of the gods and he was god of the sky and the weather, which is where you get your thunder and your lightning. And of justice, which feels a little rich, considering as he led quite a sordid life. But we'll mm. come to that.
0: Oh, like all religious leaders. Oh.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All's probably not quite right, is it? Bolkov. Bolkov.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bolkov.
3: Yes, lived on Mount Olympus. So this is just your brief, this is an intro to Zeus, and then we'll go into his background. Mount Olympus with 11 other gods and goddesses, all of whom he presided over. What powers did he have? You've already touched on one of them. Yeah, his most famous power is the ability to throw lightning bolts, which is very cool.
1: He uh, can turn cool. into
3: animals. He can. Uh, he absolutely can. Yeah. Animagus. He has a wing horse. Anyone know the name? Pegasus.
2: Very good.
0: Recognize so is much such
3: about a little myths. Greek wizard. I know. You you are, Look, yeah. We have.
2: have you've seen Hercules. Is it because Disney Hercules film? is your favorite
0: film? Yeah. <laughs> but
3: you didn't. No, also I read, do. You love. You've Greek read a lot of the stuff. Greek myths. Yeah. Yes, Pegasus carried his lightning bolts. And he trained an eagle to retrieve them. I'm not really sure why Pegasus couldn't just get them as well, but I suppose he yeah. was flying on
2: Pegasus. He probably needs to be near as well to keep giving him the thunderbolts. Yes.
3: Oh okay, so
0: he's flying on Pegasus. He's not flying solo. I think he couldn't fly. Although you oh, think Oh that's yeah,
1: embarrassing. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> <L-l-l-loser>.
3: <laughs> There's no counts of him flying as as of the kind sort of kids float menu around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the fuck's I mean, I suppose they mini do. fish and chips, <laughs> yeah, chicken nuggets, pasta with tomato sauce—all
3: delicious. Sometimes you, the kids' menu really has more to offer <laughs> because there's not there's less waffle. He gets the point quicker. He could mimic people's voices to sound like anyone, which would be a really fun power. Mm. I'd like to have that one. And if people made him angry, he was very vengeful. He's a vengeful vengeful guy. Big example of that. Prometheus. Do you remember what happened to Prometheus? No. Who stole fire from the gods to give back to mankind. Mm-hmm. And he got caught after he'd given it to man and woman and <laughs> was chained to a rock. Oh yes. In 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 the mountains and every day an eagle came down and ate part of his lever, liver which each night would regenerate so he was just constantly being
0: how was this liver eagle accessing packed. his liver?
3: Probably one of Zeus' bloody eagles.
0: No, I more mean, like, was his body just open the whole time? <laughs> oh Yeah, chained naked to a rock. Oh, pecking, with, now
3: pecking with the, through. With the beak.
2: Pierce his skin every time.
3: I would have... Oh, maybe once it's
0: through. Or, do, or
2: was he sort of flayed?
0: That's, yeah, what I'm yeah, wondering. I reckon flayed. Ooh, God. Either option is ghastly. Yeah. Because either you're open to the elements for that whole day that you're waiting for the eagle, Well, and which is every day. Yeah. (laughs) Or, you know, you're waiting for that piercing feeling. Feeling horrible.
3: So you don't want to cross him, basically. Mm -mm. So how did he get to be the Zeus that we know and love or love to hate? Um, (laughs) Kids. (laughs) Kids. He was the youngest child... The youngest children are often the best, as we three know. <laughs> he was the youngest child of the titan gods Cronus and Rhea. So those were his parents. He had three brothers, of which he was the strongest. miki you've already mentioned one of them, Hades. Yes. Who ruled the underworld. Mm-hmm. And Poseidon, who we know.
0: The ocean.
3: Yes, ruled the sea with his also big trident. Known as?
2: Neptune. Yes. Neptune. Yes. He's also a little fucker. They all all are. Yeah, to be honest, he's very rapey as well.
3: Yeah, felt like maybe Hades is the best, (laughs) but he's quite mean, isn't he? Well, yeah, he rules the underworld. Yeah, Mm. be fun. Yeah, and then he has three sisters: Hestia, Demeter, and Hera or Hera.
0: Hera's his sister. That's his wife. Hey, oh, Greeks, the Greeks. (laughs) He married his sister. Pervert. Yeah. Um, I mean, good luck to them. That's all I say. Sounds like you're pro incest. No, I mean good luck to them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> bon chance. Bon chance. <laughs> Stupid.
3: Yes. So upon hearing that one of his children—I don't know how he hears this because my children's website didn't go into it—but Cronus <laughs> hears <laughs> that that one of his kids is going to dethrone him, so he thinks I'm not having that, and. Upon each of their births, i don't know why he keeps having children if he thinks they're going to dethrone him, but he... condoms hadn't been invented,, True. Yeah. yeah, even for titans, even for titans, or even trojans, very good uh, she's good, he eats them all, he swallows them all, but doesn't they don't die they're just trapped in his stomach, apart from. Ria, upon the sixth time of this happening, is like, I don't want all my babies to be keep being swallowed. So she tricks him and wraps up a big rock, not too big, big enough to be a baby,
2: in but <laughs> so quite a big baby, I <laughs> imagine. Yeah, quite a big baby, very
3: large. Yeah, they are. They are a boulder, yeah. should we say? A boulder. In fact, I think that might even be what I've written in swaddling clothes and swaps him out.
1: So Cronus, yeah,
3: Zeus, sorry, she wraps Zeus in swaddling clothes to save him.
2: No, the rock.
3: No, yes, she wraps the rock (laughs) in swaddling clothes, which he thinks is Zeus. Zeus, Yeah. He then eats the rock, which I don't know how he doesn't clock that as he's eating the rock, it's not Zeus. Maybe he had
0: no teeth. Maybe. Swallowing
3: the mouth was so big. And she takes Zeus away and pops him in a little island, uh, uh, sorry, a cave in Crete. Where he's then raised, which you mentioned earlier, Marika, by a nymph who's sort of a goat lady. No, he's a goat. He's a female goat. <laughs> she's, she's depicted as they describe her as a nymph, but and then say brackets female goat.
2: That's which, not a nymph, though, is it?
3: Not what I thought a nymph was, Monica but satyr. But I read a lot. I read in on other places Michigan when satyr. I was mm, Sorry. when I was um. <laughs> fact-looking googling interesting <laughs> facts <laughs> what?
0: fact-looking googling
3: fact-looking good
0: little fishy to me <laughs> <laughs> I
3: was googling interesting facts about Zeus <laughs> and a lot of the time it came up that he was
0: raised by a goat and did they find that out in a goat's log oh <laughs> <laughs> oh dear
3: now, where was I? <laughs> he's in Crete.
2: He's got, <coughs> he's a, goat Crete. He's got a goat for a mum.
3: He's pissed off, you know? Yeah. Talk about t- trauma. He's having a bad time. Maybe this is why he's such a cunt when he grows up. But... um Oh, well, raised on goat's milk. I can't blame him. Booey. Mm. Mm. Yeah. When he grows up, he thinks, I'm sick of this, and leads a revolt against the Titans, mm. a- e.g. his dad. That's in the Hercules film. So we're in Greece. We're in Crete. No, he's left Crete. He's gone. He's gone to take on his dad. Yes. Um and he disguises himself and he gets hold of a special potion. Classic. Um and he tricks his father into drinking the potion which makes him cough up the five siblings because he really wants to save his siblings and Cronus gets very angry about it. He realises he's been tricked and has a big battle with Zeus and his siblings for years and years and years, in which Zeus enlists the help of giants and cyclopses. And it's the cyclopses and the giants who help the Olympians fight the Titans and they give them their big fancy weapons. They give Poseidon his big trident and they give Zeus the lightning. And eventually they win. Zeus has them all locked in the underworld and takes over the kingdom. Although Mother Earth gets involved and gets angry with Zeus for locking the Titans underground and sends a monster called the Typhoon to fight the Olympians. And all the other Olympians run and hide, but Zeus stands his ground and fights it and traps it under Mount Etna, which is where uh, the legend bubble, of Mount bubble, e- ball and e- exactly. It's where they the legend of Mount Etna becomes a vol- big volcano. <laughs> And from this, we get the Olympic Games because they're held in honour of Zeus. All the gods have the games to be like, Mm. well done Zeus. And the whole thing about competition (laughs) and fighting and blah, 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 blah. Um, So that's how he becomes the most powerful of all the gods because he's a big battle boy. (laughs) As we know, he married his sister, which is quite grim, and then had a bunch of kids with her.
2: She was the goddess of women. Hang on, when you say kids, considering he raised by goats. Good point. No, children. <laughs> You've got children. To be very careful. <laughs> children.
3: Children, not goats, with Hera, who was the goddess of women, marriage, family, and childbirth.
0: Boring. I love gave these people all, like, you're the god of wine, wools, floors, shoes, tiles, and ties. You know? Who's that? Dionysus. <laughs> yeah. I started with Dionysus and then I just moved on into oh so that person's not the god of all those things they always add in there's like five things that you're the god of why can't you just be the god of wine yeah no but I get boring I just think I'd like a bit more clarity you know there's your wine more clarity wine here's your beef boy (laughs) your beef boy there's your your your... chicken lady yeah you know just simplicity back to the basics yeah (laughs) (laughs) I
3: know what you mean. So he... And with Hera or Hera... I think you can say exactly what you want. Let's say Hera. With Hera, he has... Hera. Lots of children. Hera. (laughs) Um, A last Hera. But the big names in there are Apollo, who you mentioned, Gina, and I said no, but you are correct. And Aphrodite, who you also mentioned and I also said no... (laughs) Artemis, Hermes, love for Hermes to us, and Dionysus. But as as you both know, he was quite the philanderer mm. and had a shit ton of affairs with both goddesses and mortal women alike, which really pissed Hera off quite fair enoughly. Fair enoughly, because she's uh, also
0: his sister double the nuisance yeah. Ew, she's yeah. been putting up with her whole life so true yeah
3: oh. and with the half human children also some big names Hercules oh, yeah. Perseus and Helen of Troy oh is that um, why she's so gorgeous yes, yes. Be- bloody is yes. heavenly <laughs> heavenly you might say here are uh, very cross battle. all these affairs she also had a terrible temper and was very vengeful but I think she was made that way because of him but whatever also yeah he would turn because she got she well because she got so cross which I also don't think is fair but he would then either turn the women he was fucking into animals or fuck them as women as animals as in he would be an animal fucking them yeah, yeah. or he would turn them into animals to hide them from her is
0: that leader in the swan
3: yes he's a swan yes yeah. Gross. It's really gross. Lots of lots of rape going on. She gets really mad at him, sends lots of horrible creatures to try and kill all the offspring that he has with all these different women. I think she tries to get two snakes to crawl into Hercules' crib and strangle him. That is in the uh, film. Yes. There you go, yeah.
0: That's a famous painting as well, isn't it? Yes. Hera
3: is very cross about all this, sending things left, right and centre to try and kill all his kids. And she actually gets so mad that she attempts a coup on Olympus, but is with with other gods feeling the same and thinking that Zeus is way out of line. But nothing, nothing comes of it, um, and Zeus remains in power. Did he ever love a man? I hear you
2: ask. Yes,
3: yes. just the one, apparently. Ganymede. Does that name mm. ring any bells? It does ring bells. Yeah, he is the son of Tros, not Troy a name I hadn't heard before and apparently Zeus is so taken with him and thinks he's so beautiful that he transforms himself into an eagle and flies to- into his bum into his bum, <laughs> <laughs> and out his mouth and all the way back to the heavens um, and sort of kidnaps him. Well, two different versions of it that he's like so besotted with him that he takes him back and looks after him and the other is obviously that he kidnaps him and just rapes him, which sounds quite grim. But he makes him be, he, he gives him immortality and makes him the cup bearer to the Olympians, which sounds so
0: shit. What, Ganymede? Yeah.
3: Just serving them drinks, is basically. Is Ganymede
0: also the name of someone in, like, some kind of swashbuckling... It sounds really familiar to me. <laughs> some kind of swashbuckling. Watch. I'm looking at you, Marika. I can't I help you I feel like Ganymede is really the kind of name you might... I'm thinking... Don for a night of celebrations. <laughs> Who's Don? What are you talking about? No, I said it's the sort of name that you, you might me for a night of celebration. Like what? Like Marika's like,
2: alter ego? I'm, here I am. I'm y- Ganymede. Yes. I'm going to make your night a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe it And wearing some like
0: britches and some what? pointy shoes. I was thinking more like a toga and some laurel leaves. I'm just, I, I feel Ganymede is like a sort of quest name. Um
3: yeah that's pretty much it. The last thing I will say which I think is cool is death on his uh, Zeus is immortal so can't really die. The only way that Greek gods died was basically if they became irrelevant. So you have to destroy the significance of their dominions, the dominions that they hold. So f- for Zeus to die his domain which was the sky and <laughs> <laughs> we're out of time. No. Uh- <laughs> it was uh the sky and lightning in the weather and justice which I don't know if justice will ever die but must hold no significance so that's perhaps-
0: such a great analogy I mean it's not really an analogy is it but it's the same for celebrity exactly and well all of us really yeah. he's still
2: he's he's still alive and kicking then
3: he's still up there yeah grumpy old man
2: Well, he might be down here dressed as a tree ready to fuck you oh yeah oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> true Willie or what? <laughs> Willie or
3: what? It's a brand. But, uh, but yeah, we're sort of only as, uh, for alive as long as the memories of those that we love. But that's different to significance, but you know what I mean.
0: And the podcast will only survive for as long as <laughs> it is relevant. Which will be forever. I don't think it's ever been relevant. Yeah. So we can honest.
2: never be
3: irrelevant
0: because we've never been relevant. Yeah, I suppose mm-hmm. not. But what we can say is that as we close in on the final moments of episode XYZ (laughs) that we will be back. We will be back. We will be back.
3: And A, hot and hairy. A, hot and hairy. We've had such a wonderful time. Yeah, it's...
0: Can you believe that it is over three years since we began this journey? No. That's actually depressing. We've only just got to XYZ. Yeah, but we only started releasing these about a year ago. True. So... But we first recorded, we recorded episode A in November 2020. Wow. And here we are at the end of January 2024. Yeah. So thank you so much as ever for listening to the podcast. We hope you've enjoyed A to Z and... um, Tune in again. Tune in again. We will be back. We're having a brief hiatus. Yeah. Yeah. And
3: we must thank... Our glorious producer will. We yeah. must.
0: And if he tries to cut this bit out... Yeah, we're
3: going to be mad. Then we really will mad. come and
0: shove Rolos down his throat until he says... Stop. Stop.
2: Until he says Rolos. But he won't be able to because there'll be so many Rolos shoved down his mouth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, Will, thank you for everything you do for us. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> yeah, Will. Thanks, we love will. you. Thanks, Will. Should we go and watch Love Island with India? Yeah. <laughs> yeah go on, then.
1: It is for anything. With the baby blue. C is classy, clams and clogs. D for doggy do that. E is easy, F for flange G for gallon, H for ham, I for idiot. You're I'm an, an idiot. idiot! I'm an idiot! J! K is kooky, L for lads, lager ladies, lads, 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 lads. Lads. M for mummy, and for, for knock knock, who's their peepy, A Q R S T U for ugly, V for Venus, W for W X is hard to comprehend. Why can't I just reach the end? Z for Zebra, Z and Zane, Zaglioni, Zip Zucchini, Zoom and Zoom and Zippling too. The alphabet is really cool! Spore and spore and and